Power steering is a system for reducing the steering effort on cars by using an external power source to assist in turning the wheels. For stroke recovery victims, the latest robotics help a stroke victim use their arms much like the power steering helps turn a car. You are listening to Reach MD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, Professor of Surgery at the Chicago Medical School, and with me today is Dr. Joel Stein, Associate Professor in the Department of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation, Harvard Medical School, and the Chief Medical Officer at the Spalding Rehabilitation Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome, Dr. Stein. Thank you. Today we are discussing a device called the Myomo E100 used for stroke recovery. Dr. Stein, what is the Myomo E100? This is a device that is intended to help individuals with weakness, be it from stroke or other neurologic conditions, to help them use their arm to bend it or extend it at the elbow. It is essentially a powered brace, and it is controlled by the patient's own movements. It's not some robotic devices are pre-programmed, if you will, but this one is actually controlled by the individual. And is this something that is relatively new? Yes, this is a newly developed device. It's been involved in some research, both in the development of this and recently in, in testing it in a clinical population. And has it been used clinically at all? It is now starting to be used clinically. It's primarily been um, in the research realm and, and now is just making that transition into clinical practice. Well, how exactly does it work? The way the device works is that it picks up the individual's uh, EMG signal, the electrical activity produced by the muscle, using surface electrodes. And there are electrodes placed over the biceps muscle and over the triceps muscle. And it uses the magnitude of that electrical signal to control the powered function of the brace. In other words, if you contract your arm, if you bend it more vigorously, then you'll get more assistance from the brace in bending your arm. Uh, if you're uh, extending your arm, uh, again, the, the, the more forcefully you try and extend it, the more help you'll get from the device. Was this patterned uh, at all after the motorized and uh, mechanized prostheses for lower limbs? There are some similarities in the technology. The difference here really is that this is using primarily the individual's own control system to control the movements and is enhancing the power. Some of the lower limb prostheses are actually trying to uh, calculate what movements, for example, at the knee would be appropriate at a particular portion of the gait cycle. So it's, there are some similarities, but it is a distinct technology. And how have you used this thus far? We've focused most of our efforts in the stroke population thus far. And the, uh, the concept here is that much as a physical therapist will help someone with exercises, um, will support their arm and help them move through the intended motion, we believe that using the brace in that fashion can serve to uh, help make the exercises more effective in leading to motor recovery. There's a substantial scientific basis now for the idea that exercise actually affects motor function after stroke. And by practicing movements, individuals can essentially remodel their brain to some extent and improve the, uh, their ability to perform these motions in the future. The basic goal of this device is to help them do those movements successfully. And then as they do so, hopefully they will not need the brace in the future. Is this somewhat of a supplement 
for physical therapy? At this point, it is uh, a tool that I think could be used by a therapist, by either an occupational or physical therapist working with the arm during a typical therapy session. Part of the appeal of the device and and part of what distinguishes it from, from other robotic devices is that it's what we consider a wearable technology. In other words, the individual straps it on but can actually go about a variety of tasks with the device in place. It's not that they sit at a workstation and use it, but actually could be working on dressing themselves or on working at a a work table with blocks or pegs or or that sort of thing. So in other words, it's not terribly heavy. Correct. It is relatively lightweight. There is a a power pack that does add a little bit of of weight, but that's not on the arm. That's sort of off to the side. And it does permit someone to actually walk around and do activities with the device in place. If you have just joined us, you are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, professor of surgery at the Chicago Medical School, and we are speaking with Dr. Joel Stein, associate professor in the Department of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation, Harvard Medical School, and the chief medical officer at the Spalding Rehabilitation Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts. We are discussing the Myomo E100 used for stroke recovery. Dr. Stein, we have talked a little bit about the Myomo E100 device used for stroke recovery. Is this something that all stroke patients can use? It's intended for individuals with weakness of the arm, so obviously that's only a a subpopulation of stroke survivors. I think the, the question is, of those individuals, which ones really would benefit from this? And I think that we're still figuring that out. It's early in our understanding of who are the most appropriate individuals for this. What's most striking to me is that the device can be successfully used by people with fairly severe weakness after stroke. And I think for that population, we have relatively limited therapies available as alternatives. So I think that's the population that's, in some sense, most likely to benefit from this. Must they have some motor control to begin with before this is successful? Absolutely. Yeah. If they have no movement at all, then uh, they can't control the brace, they can't make it move because it relies on their own electrical activity from the muscle. But they don't need a lot of strength, they just need some, and the brace helps them with those movements. With practice, they appear to get better, and that's really the, the primary value of the device. What kind of movements does this device actually do? Is it gross movements or fine movements? It's an elbow device, so it, it just works on the elbow flexors and extensors. In that sense, I guess you'd characterize them as, as gross movements. There's some control, of course. It's not it's not sort of an on or off thing. It's proportional to the amount of effort that the person intends. So is the function of this device to facilitate recovery or a means to an end? The device could, in principle, be used one of two ways. It could be used as a kind of a functional orthosis, something you strap on in the morning and leave on throughout the day and take off when you're done. That's a use that we haven't really explored very much yet, although I think that is quite intriguing. I'll point out that that's a use that might make a lot of sense for certain other disorders like a a myopathy or or peripheral neuropathy, someone that has weakness for those reasons. In the stroke population, we've been focusing on it really as an exercise training device rather than as a, a brace that you wear throughout the day. So you would put it on for your therapy session, you would have your exercise, and then you would take it off with the goal that over time, 
your own ability to move the arm would improve sufficiently and you'd no longer need the device. And what have your results been thus far? We've done one relatively small pilot study with a small number of stroke survivors and we did see improvements in their ability to use the arm. We also saw some reductions in muscle tone, in spasticity, which can be a significant issue after stroke, and we were quite pleased to see that that improved as well. So how long would a stroke victim have to use this device, generally speaking? This initial study, we we used it in the range of four to six weeks. I think that we haven't used it in enough studies to know the optimal amount, but I would expect that that would be sort of a typical course of treatment. And what percent uh, improvement do the patients have in their own intrinsic muscle control? At this point, we're sort of in an estimate range because we we really haven't done large enough studies to definitively answer that question. But I think the amount of movement improvement at the elbow that we would see in in usage would be, I guess, somewhere in the range of maybe 20%, roughly. It's a a little hard to quantify because the scale we've used is really looking at the entire arm function. So it's diluted out a little bit. The the device obviously doesn't, since it's not used for the hand, it doesn't necessarily affect the hand directly. Now, you were the developer of this, yes? No, it's actually a group of engineers from MIT that initially developed this. They've spun it off as a small company now, and I'm not actually part of that company. I'm just an investigator collaborating with them. Well, what was the impetus to uh, develop a device like this? How did it all get started? There's been an interest in the use of robotic technologies to help stroke survivors with exercise. There's a a number of reasons to think that this would be a good idea, including the labor-saving aspects for therapists and the ability for patients to practice exercises on their own. Most of the previous devices, though, have been stationary devices, a device that you would sit at a workstation and work with, and not wearable. And the aspect of this that was really the most uh, innovative, I think, is the idea that it's a wearable device that someone can use for a variety of activities, and that was really what excited me about it. Now, these patients obviously take these home with them and use them at home, yes? Not at this stage. I think that's something we expect. The device, in principle, is certainly able to be used at home. We've been going one step at a time, so right now we've been using it in a supervised setting with the therapist, but I would expect ultimately that people would take these home. Are any other groups in your field across the country using this device? There are other institutions that are starting to use it, still early in its studies and and dissemination, but I think that it will be cropping up here and there. It's, It's certainly not widely available yet. There are other robotic devices that are also in similar stages of development appearing in some centers, but certainly not in in all centers by any stretch. How do the patients receive this device? Do they like it? Do they accept it? They've been quite pleased with it. I I think part of that reflects the fact that they're in control. They put on the brace, they decide they're going to bend their arm, and lo and behold, their arm bends. Before the brace was put on, they would be able to make a partial movement, but not fully bend the arm. And that's very exciting for patients to see that movement coming back. These are individuals who have had a stroke or are frustrated often by the lack of progress in regaining motor ability, and it's very exciting to be able to offer them something with some immediate visible benefit in terms of their ability to at least practice the movement. Are there any potential problems with this? We've not experienced any problems in our, our small studies yet, and I, hopefully we won't. I think intrinsically this is a non-invasive device. There are all sorts of safety interlocks, so you know to avoid putting too much force through the arm and causing injury. So I think that it seems intrinsically like a very safe approach. We're not expecting really any significant side effects from it. Well, Dr. Stein, if I would have you look into your crystal ball, 
What would you say the future holds for this device and devices like it in stroke patients? Over the next five to ten years, I think it's quite likely that this device and similar devices will be a component of stroke rehabilitation therapy. You know, in most centers, I think that the idea of wearable devices such as this that could be used both in a clinic and also in a home setting, I think is uh, very powerful, and I, I expect that that will be an important part of the, the future. And I certainly would expect this approach also to be extended to other body parts. This is an elbow brace, but I would expect similar devices for the knee, perhaps for the wrist, hopefully, ultimately, for the hand as well. So those devices you suspect are coming? Yes, I do suspect so, but they're not yet yet available. I want to thank Dr. Joel Stein, who has been our guest. We have been discussing the Myomo E100 used for stroke recovery. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill. You have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.